bad, immoral, and wrong. This is the Modern Eater Show. Piping hot and delicious. The Modern Eater. Food, 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 food. And now your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck and Jay Parker. Well, that's almost true. It's not Greg Hollenbeck and Jay Parker, but it is Jay Parker and Brian Freeman from Growers Organic. Greg is on the beach in Florida getting a tan, and so uh, we've decided to do the show without him, Brian. Yeah, the the Greg in a Speedo, I don't know where that sits with me, um, yeah. but I'm sure he's going to look awesome when he gets back. The weather down there has been like 75 degrees. Yeah, no, he's a good-looking man, and I bet you there's some interesting produce that grows down there, but that's uh, probably for another show. But uh, on this show, here's what we're going to do. Uh, Carrie Baird, Brother Luck, Top Chef. We've been following him every week, week to week. It's a chef-packed first hour and bleeding into the second hour. But we're going to check in with Carrie Baird, Chef Brother Luck. Uh, Carrie's killing it uh, again, and Chef Brother Luck's killing it in Last Chance Kitchen. And there's so much going on in that show that it's... Uh, it's, I bite my nails when I watch it. Uh, also, we're being catered tonight and uh, by pizza, and it's Tilford's Wood-Fired Pizza, to be exact. So we want to thank them, and I'm going to mention them throughout the show. We're actually going to talk to the owner, Steve Burton, uh, who uh, owns Tilford's Wood-Fired Pizza. And if you want to own your own Tilford's Wood-Fired Pizza, he's franchising. So if you have uh, a few extra dollars laying around, we can get to that. We can get yeah. to that. Truck, okay. a pizza oven. The whole yeah. nine yards. No, Plug he, and play. he yeah. actually, he actually, yeah, he has the whole package. So it's uh, you just have to front the money and you get anything you want, just like everything else in life, right? <laughs> uh, then we have uh, Mr. Kyle Mendenhall from Arcana in Boulder. We had dinner there Thursday night. Oh, just and, incredible, incredible, next level kind of food all the way around. The whole place was just one of the cleanest kitchens, one of the most organized. I've ever been in. He he rolled out the red carpet, and uh, he took really good care of us. So, so we'll talk to him about some of the food we had and, and some of the things that are coming up for Arcana and you know what he's doing. And, you know, we'll dive in a little bit. What does Arcana mean? Do you know? I don't. I'm going to find out tonight, though. That's right. I asked, and I have forgotten, so I will find out for a second <laughs> time when, when Kyle's on. Then, uh, no slouch himself, uh, Mr. Chris Starkis from Urban Farmer Denver, uh, people know about Urban Farmer. Oh, yeah, they do. And, and right. Chris especially, he's a West Coast, well, Northwest transplant right now. Um, and so he's building a whole new life in Colorado. So that's there's a whole story I'd love to hear behind that. He's And a man of many talents. Both of these guys, I think, were so lucky on the show tonight. I mean, what Kyle does, a, a musician that his media is food. Then you have Chris over here, beekeeper, farmer, the, he, let's. I mean, let's be fair. When you say musician, I had a talk with Kyle about his mus- musicianal abilities, and he it's the oboe or so. And I'm not trying to take anything away from him, okay? But I just I don't. It's not fair to me that have people automatically think he's the guitar player and he's killing it and all this. You know, oh, be fair to me. No, he's the sexy man on the mic. You know, that's, uh, that's he's right. the front man with uh, the oboe. What else is going on tonight is a uh, beer fight club. Okay, Beer Fight. Now, we promoted Beer Fight Club last week or the week before, uh, and it's happening over at Fan Draft Sports uh, Bar and Brewery. In Parker. That's right. So we're going to talk to those guys, and we're going to see what's going on and, and some of the brewers uh, and breweries that are involved in that. 
In the second hour, we're going to do uh, Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project, and you hear their name a lot because they're fantastic sponsors of the show. And Mr. Andrew Moore has taken uh, some time aside from brewing to co-host the second hour, so we're going to talk that. Here's the thing: you think, well, you know, well, what are they doing over there? I know about garlic beer. I know about basil beer. You know, I, oh I, no, I know things. Do you know he's giving away a trip uh, for two to China? Yeah, just 10 days. You it's know, only 10 days in China. And by the way, uh, the Chinese make beer. Yes, they, they do. They do have they beer. Do. And they have interesting beer. And we're going to talk uh, a little bit about that. And uh, before, it, it, well, let me see what else. What do we have? So, 745. Max McNair, the Elm. The Super Bowl's tomorrow. We all know this, right? Super Bowl's yes, tomorrow. Yes, uh, yes. This is a New England bar. And say what you want about it. Uh, you know, the Patriots, they're in the Super Bowl again. So we talked to them last year because, coincidentally, yep. Patriots are in the Super Bowl then also. And, you know, I have, a, I have an opinion about it. In my opinion, it doesn't really count and nobody really cares, but I'll probably talk about it anyway. Uh, right now, Brian, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to the VIP line. We're going to touch, uh, touch base with Adam, the instigator of Beer Fight Club, and he's going to tell us what's going on at FanDraft uh, for the Beer Fight Club championship, by the way. Let's get ready to rumble. Adam, you there. Yeah, I'm here, buddy. Okay, hey, uh, lay it on me. What's going on at FanDraft? Uh, name some of the breweries that are getting down and, and just tell us what's what's happening in the next hour. Wow, you know, I, I think the biggest surprise here is, and, and as your listeners know, but this is a blind tasting competition. We have eight amazing Colorado craft breweries that bring their single best beer, and they go through a series of head-to-head challenges until, you know, we do round one, Four breweries are eliminated. That's where we're at right now. We're just about to the end of round two. So four beers have already been eliminated. Uh, we've got four to go, and we'll have our championship round in about 15 minutes. Uh, but in the meantime, do you want to say hello to the crowd? Yeah, man. Let's, let's hear them. All right, here we go. Hey, Fandraft. I've got iHeartRadio on the phone. Let them hear you. Yeah, you know, a modern eater, but you know, I mean, iHeart has. <laughs> iHeart has something to do with it. Yeah. You probably got a bigger. So that, you got a, a bigger, uh, a bigger shout with the iHeart versus the modern. Yeah, eater, just but... these chumps over a modern eater. Well, who, yeah. What's modern eater, modern drinker? What hey, is that all about? You know, Adam. Not for nothing, but you may want to let them know that it is the modern eater show. I mean, that would, you know, that wouldn't hurt. But don't do it now because if if it's silent after you do it, then I I would just I uh, I wouldn't do too well with that. So you're looking at so you're looking to uh, pick the winner in what the next half hour? Yeah, we'll we'll have the winner within yeah about thirty minutes. Um, We've actually kicked beer and had to retap beer. I mean, it's uh, it's an unlimited beer drinking event, and people are taking full advantage of that, uh, which is great. But uh, it's it's just going to get crazy and crazy as it goes on. How many people do you think are packed in over there over at FanDraft, and and should I call the fire department? Uh, I think we're still within our code, but we did sell out, and sell out was two fifty, and there may have been some people who snuck in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, is J- is JT walking around going berserk? JT's the owner down there at FanDraft. Is he? Uh, is his eye? Are his eyes going in, in in totally different directions at this point? I think once he saw, and we run a fairly tight ship, to be honest with you, and he saw everybody's here really just to celebrate the amazing scene, the brewery Colorado scene that we have here in the state, uh, and he realized it was just all in fun, and everyone's here to have a good time and, and drink some great beer and nothing else and buy great pizza. He really settled down, and he's into it. He's, 
you know, talking to everybody here and uh, being really an, an amazing host for us, actually. Hey, speaking of pizza, have you heard of uh, Tilford's Wood-Fired Pizza? I don't know that I have. Yeah, well, you should because they're feeding us tonight, so I'm going to keep talking about them. What do you think of that? <laughs> You should definitely do that. I got to get back to this, but uh, that's a good segue. Hey, <laughs> go back to work. We'll catch up with you in like half an hour and see if we can't get the winner uh, live on the air. Hey, Modern Eater Show, thanks for the time, man. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you soon. And so if you're in the neighborhood of C470 in Lincoln, swing on over to the fan draft. See if you can't sneak in for the final round. That, that's right. I mean, that's a fun event. We were, we were almost there, but we're not there. But that's okay. Because we have pizza in studio and we have a couple of great chefs in studio. And we're going to take a break. And when we come back from that break, speaking of a couple uh, uh, chefs, good chefs, Top Chef, you're familiar with it? Very familiar. Right? Great show. I love watching it. My buddy Keegan Gerhard was a guest chef on there. Cutthroat. You know, he tells very, people very what's much up. So, yeah. so here, we're coming back with Carrie Barrett from Bardot and uh, Chef Brother Luck from Four by Brother Luck in Colorado Springs. We're going to catch up all the latest and greatest. Carrie is at the Super Bowl. Yes, no, she is. No she big just, deal. Uh, she just threw some pictures out on Instagram. Yeah. I just saw No it. big deal. She won tickets. So uh, on that note, we'll be back in a flash. You're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun videos and pictures. Just search The Modern Eater. Do you have the goods? Jay Parker here for The Goods Restaurant. If you're looking for a neighborhood restaurant that features gluten-free menu items, stop by The Goods. Whether you're a vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, or even a meat lover, they've got something for everyone. Get started with the vegan gluten-free tacos, warm corn tortillas, wood oven roasted veggies, pickled onions, shaved radish, tomatillo, fresh cilantro, and a house-made vegan sour cream. Wow! How about the best burger on planet Earth? One half pound of Aspen Ridge beef, lettuce, tomato, pickles, and never any hormones, antibiotics, or steroids. I recommend getting the crispy rosemary fries. As a friendly neighborhood restaurant featuring dinner, brunch, and full bar with two daily happy hours, they truly care about you, the customer, and desire to provide an extraordinary dining experience for everyone. They are family and children friendly and even have a playroom for the little ones. The Goods, a friendly neighborhood restaurant who offer a wide menu of gluten-free, vegetarian, and vegan options. And they don't forget about the meat lovers with a staff that really care. On East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Hungry? TheGoodsRestaurant.com The most delicious hot dogs in Denver are at Billy's Gourmet Hot Dogs. Signature dogs, specialty dogs, gourmet sausages, homemade, hormone-free, 100% single-sourced meat, and never any artificial flavors or coloring. You can taste the difference. 24th and Larimer, near Coors Field, plus food truck, street carts, and at Fiddler's Green. Savor the best damn dog in Denver. Billy'sGourmetHotDogs.com Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And have you ever had pizza from a thousand degree oven? Great pizza from Sprezzatora. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. Com. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is uh, Chef Brother Luck from Four My Brother Luck in Colorado Springs. Oh, man, we're having a good time. We're having a good time. And also competing on season 15 of Top Chef. You are listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. 
Hi, everybody. It's Chef Terry from Bardo in Denver. <laughs> I'm also on season 15 at Top Chef Colorado. <laughs> and you're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. Yes, you are. And we're not going to waste any time at all. We're going to jump right to the VIP line and talk to Chef Carrie and Chef Brother. Are you guys there? Do you hear me? Hello. Who do I have? Hi. Is this a talk show? Oh, geez. It is. Only something happened really wrong, and I lost the people I wanted to talk to. Uh, Have a good night. So uh, that happens yes, from time to time. Live radio, you know, yeah, it, yeah. it's real. And I don't know what happened. What, uh, we've got some finger finger pushing over here, some button pushing. Yeah, it's, yeah. So we're going to work on that. We're going to work on getting Carrie back on the line and Chef Brother back on the line. I may have done something. I don't know what I did. I no, did this. It's okay. Not to worry. Live, it, it'll get live, fixed. Live, live radio. radio. We've got, you know, the, the cool thing is, is we have like a couple top chefs here with us. And that's, that's the reality, what these guys are doing. That you know, is, I mean. That is the reality. And let's just, uh, Top Chef, season 15, all Colorado, was shot here in Colorado. Car- carries at the Super Bowl. Now, TJ, I'm just going to hit this top button next to the thing like I did the first time, right? I mean. Eh. <laughs> we're getting, we're, no dead space here, but, uh, you know, it's exciting times. We, we've got, uh, we do have this Top Chef event going on. They were they were at the Broncos Stadium, which was pretty cool, cooking for a, 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 I don't know if it was really a tailgate party or not. If they just brought the people in, the parking lots were empty. Really? But uh, yeah, it was interesting. But they, they showed lots of great footage of, uh, you know, those local Denver tailgaters. Me, uh, so that was fun. Brian, let me try this one okay, more time. Let's and, do it. And help me because I'm so nervous to push this button right now. Carrie, do you hear me? TJ, something's going on in here. Is that the double push? I don't know. Is it the... Okay. okay. We're, we're trying to fix it. I, I work with the first guy. That's how I'm telling myself I, I can't be all at fault here. Yeah, well, know? I thought it was cool. We, I never had a caller on the show, and that was cool that Chef someone Kyle, was there. You know? throw your microphone on there. Hit that blue button where it says on. Can you hear me? I can hear you. All right, Chef. We're going to talk to you for a second until I can figure this out, and then I might have to boot you off for Carrie and brother. TJ, no can you just uh, you know put them on for me if that's easier for you in there because I'm uh, inept at these phone systems? Thank you very much. So, uh, Kyle. So, so Kyle Mendenhall <laughs> with Arcana. Uh, welcome to the Modern Eater Show. We're going to get to you uh, officially in the next segment. But right now, considering uh, I'm, I'm obviously filling time, how are you? How are things? I'm good, thank you. Thanks yeah. for having me on the show, I appreciate it. I, my pleasure, why don't you tell me what Arcana means? Because I was, they told me once already. Yeah, it's kind of a funny one to give a, a meaning of because uh, the meaning is uh, kind of surrounded in mysteries and secrets is where the word comes from. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Which doesn't describe the food because it's very straightforward. Uh, well, well, I mean, I could, I mean, I, I guess maybe uh, it's all a mystery to me until I start to figure it out. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, there's some, there's, there's maybe some very small, you know, lightly convoluted things in there. You know, when we are sort of nodding back to, you know, historic references in regards to recipes and things like that, and. You know, you might not always know exactly what the dish is on the menu. So there's there's a, there's an element of mystery in there, for sure. Some hidden innuendos. Yeah, it's in, that, it's, that, in it's between that and, like, very black and white, like, this is, you're having chicken. Chicken, right? Yeah. So <laughs> We had a conversation when we were there Thursday night for dinner to where, you know, you were saying, hey, listen, you know, Colorado kind of does, 
kind of doesn't have a uh, this is Colorado food because there's kind of a lot of different things coming from a lot of different places and you're over there. Oh, wait, hold on. Can you put them on for me, TJ? Can you? All right, I'm gonna try it. Uh, Chef Kerry, do I hear? Do I have you? I'm here. Ah, oh, jeez. Oh, there we go. I'm here too. I'm here. Brother, are you there? Carrie, are you still there? Yeah. Carrie. Oh, gosh. I'm telling you, there's something here, There's something going on with these. Uh, I'm the one that matters. All right. See, uh, brother, is he, he's the one that matters here. Is what he's screaming in the background there. Brother, uh, well, let's start with you, brother. You ready? La- last chance kitchen, brother. Three in a row. You're knocking them dead. Hey, I'm a beast. You are a beast. And I'll tell you this much, man. When you knocked off uh, Claudette, was that was her name, right? Yeah, yeah, Claudette. She a really a really talented chef, babe. She's you know she's kind of the. I was happy to see you boot her because you know she's just one of those gals where you're like ah, give her the boot, right? Do you take any pleasure in that or is it just business? Uh, it was all business. It was all business. I was able to uh, beat her with skill and technique, and that was uh, that was my game plan going into it, and it worked out to my advantage. Chef Brother Luck on the line from Four by Brother Luck in Colorado Springs. It's at three two one North Tejon Street. Brother, what are you cooking right now? What's what's on the menu? What's the special tonight? Man, you, you sound uh, you sound slammed. Right now, I got rabbit pot pie in my hand. I got steak in my hand. I'm, I'm exploring. So you know, two things one time. <laughs> nice, nice. It's like, it's like Last Chance Kitchen all over again. Uh, that's that's right, and I watched the Last Chance Kitchen. Now you you survived that uh, the final thing where there was the three chefs, and they were going to just get rid of one, and you were in the black chef coat, and they were in the white chef coats to differentiate whose house that is, and you held on to survive. What's uh, what do we expect next to see on Last Chance Kitchen? Who who are you up against next? Hey, it doesn't matter. I mean, they they kept Joe along, so I'm a, I'm a roll with it, but. Uh... I don't care who walks in the kitchen. I'm, I'm swinging for the fences. Well, yeah, I, I, re- I realize that, <laughs> my man. But it already happens. You can't tell me who it is next, or is that one of the, the, the secret things? <laughs> I, I don't know who's coming in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I'm so excited. <laughs> Brian. Tries this every week. I'm not giving it up. Ah, no, well, normally Greg tries. He tries to get the winner of the whole thing. I just, I'm just trying to get next week. Oh, uh, we already all. know. Carrie won the whole thing, right? I mean, it, I mean, it would be something if, if one of the Colorado chefs won it. I mean, who knows? You know, and I'm just as nervous as anybody else uh, watching it, right? But if one of the Colorado chefs managed to, to bring it home, that would just be uh, uh, that'd be special. Okay, well, the reality. That would be even yeah. better. Now, uh, brother, is that Freudian uh, slip? There is that just a, a, a what if, or is there something to that? Yeah, it would be fun. It would be a great rival. That's for sure. Rabbit pot pie, you say? Yeah, we got a rabbit pot pie right now. Um, it's crazy. <laughs> Chef, how do you prepare a rabbit pot pie? Give me a 20-second tutorial on that. Uh, so we braise the rabbit uh, after curing it in salt and sugar and spices uh, and duck fat uh, until it's really tender. Um, at that point, then we work a bunch of uh, vegetables, aromatics, rabbit sauce, a little bit of uh, velouté sauce. Um, and then we bake some pastry on top, and it's good to go. Table 22. So, brother, you getting that rabbit from Colorado? Where are you getting that rabbit from? Oh, I get it from the zoo. <laughs> the zoo, nice, nice. So it's a little fluffy white rabbit, right? Like something for Easter? You know, 
all over my yard right now. It's uh, tough. <laughs> that's good. Well, we like Colorado, so that's. I'm glad you're keeping it close to home. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's great. You know, I work with so many farmers, so many ranchers. We're always looking for great vendors, and uh, it's amazing to see. Uh, it's amazing to see how this all comes together. Hey, brother, are you familiar with uh, Chef Kyle Mendenhall and, and Chef uh, Chris Starkus? And be careful because they're in studio. <laughs> um, I, I am not. I, I'm so buried in my kitchen, I, I don't get time to do, really do anything. <laughs> well, hey, listen, man, there are another uh, couple of great Colorado chefs, and we're all about uh, you know raising all the ships, as Greg would say, with uh, quality chefs quality ingredients and uh you know go colorado and all that stuff right so uh, w- what's next for for four by brother luck i mean top chef is technically over we don't know what happened yet but what's next what's next for four oh, what do you have your sights on i'm just you know i'm just i'm just taking it one day at a time kind of watching it all come together it's uh it's beautiful is it driving um, you insane you know, you know, to have to expo I, I and talk right of, now uh, I get lots of I get lots of opportunities. I'm just I'm kind of rolling with it and seeing what happens. Well, I like it. We're gonna come down there and have a dinner one of these days when my car can make it to the springs. Oh, we just got a beautiful new like Cadillac something. I, I don't know. Now hardly. Hey, brother, I, I'm gonna go ahead and let you go. I'll let you get back to it. I'm gonna try to right, get cool. Carrie on the phone. Sorry we couldn't get her on at the same time. Something's going on oh, with the good. technological she be, world. She, she better be nervous. She's up in LCK. <laughs> you know, I, I read something earlier i read something earlier it was uh lck is only missing one vowel and that's you which means luck <laughs> uh, hey that's uh, that is that's pretty good let me uh, let me ask you this before uh before we finish up here so you can't tell me you know who's next or anything like that but at, right now you have three wins in a row how many more wins till you till four wins in a row i'm sorry uh how many what else do you have to do to get back to the actual top chef what's the requirement top Tom made the announcement. I got to do two more challenges to win. So nice. So we're waiting to see two more, and then you would be back on top, Chef, uh, uh, back in the running for the whole uh, kitten caboodle. I'm trying. You know, taking on uh, Big Joe and Fozzie was uh, that was a challenge, uh, but I was able to to keep fighting. So you know, it's win or go home. Yeah, you did those tacos. Uh, you, you did the tacos, hey. right? They don't know. I got tacos in my blood. <laughs> hey, so, brother, tell me, who do you, who would you have, uh, do you think that Big Joe really beat out Fatima, or she She seems like a great chef. What's your take on those two? Um, you know, that was a tough one, because Joe threw a solid ball, soup, soup, I need the soup. Um, Joe threw me a curveball, because he did Korean, which none of us expected. Uh, Fatima did Pakistan, so... I kept it simple. I did what I knew. I kept the flavors right. And, uh, yeah, you know. Nice. Chef, okay. what, what are you cooking for the Super Bowl tomorrow? Uh, you know, I don't know yet. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm craving some meatloaf right now. I don't know why. Maybe I'll make cheesesteaks because, you know, represent my brother Chris. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Philly's in the Super Bowl. New England's in. Are you going for uh, Philly like the rest of the world apart from uh, New Hampshire and New England? <laughs> you know, I mean, the hard, the hard part is uh, – is I'm I'm from Oakland, so I'm I'm a diehard Raider fan. I, I mean, <laughs> Ooh. Uh, yeah, that's I I I want I want to see. I know I know. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm a... I, I want to see. Uh... <laughs> you're talking to I'm hey, you're talking to a Cali, out. you're talking to a Cali boy. I'm from California, so 
I don't really care about football, but, you know, if it gets me in the good graces of uh, a chef down in the Springs that I could possibly get a discount on dinner, I'll go, I'll go Oakland. <laughs> I got you. I got you. All right, chef, get back to work. We'll let you go. Thanks for your time. We'll catch up with you next week. Right. Talk to you guys later. Thanks, Thanks brother. brother. Uh, so there he is, Chef Brother Luck. He, uh, not short of a personality. No, 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 no. He has a little tiny personality. Yeah, uh... and and I have this theory about uh, the Top Chef and everything that's produced, and I think that they... You know, they want just all the, 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 the grit and the grime and punch punch this guy in yeah, the face. The drama, the drama. Yeah, yeah. Drama sells, man. It, it does. And it's and every time I've asked them them that on the show where I say, Hey, are they doing this? Or they're like, No, it's it's pretty much is what it is. And you know, I'm not saying I don't believe them. it's just it's it's a hard pill to swallow that you I think there's somebody in the background going, Hit him. Yeah. That's oh, what yeah. I think. Well, making them stay up all night, giving them a little booze uh, in the yeah, morning, you know. They give them some Anything booze. that they can do to twist them around there. All right, coming up uh, after the break, we're going to talk with Kyle Mendenhall again uh, from Arcana in Boulder. And then uh, after that, it's going to be Chris Starkus from Urban Farmer Denver. And then the next hour, you can look forward to Andrew Moore from Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. We're going to check back in with uh, the Beer Fight Club uh, championships over at Fandraft Sports Bar and Brewery. And uh, Steve Burton from Tilford's Wood-Fired Pizza. Uh, Max McNair from the Elm. That's where the Super Bowl or New England bar in Denver is going to be happening. So we're going to catch up with all those people. And I'm going to try to get Kerry back on the show so we might have to fit that in. But up next is going to be Kyle Mendenhall and Arcana. You're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Ciao a tutti. It's Elise Wiggins. You want me to go ahead and do it? I'm Kat Bella, the chef of the year from Eater Denver. One more time, one more time. And you are listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Brews beers at 67th and Pecos. Belgium, a country the size of Maryland, is home to more than 600 beers. Belgians take their beers very seriously, and Belgian beers are some of the most interesting beers in the world. If you'd like to sample fresh and authentic Belgian-style beers right here in Denver, the place to go is Brews Beers at 67th and Pecos. Brews does only Belgian-style and Belgian-inspired beers, and we do them like nobody else. Doubles, triples, quadruples, saisons, ambers, fit beers, sours, and specialty ales. There's always a great selection at Brews Beers. Sample a flight, take home a crowler or two, and bring your dog. They're always welcome at Brews. Take a beer tour of Belgium without leaving Denver. Brews Beers, spelled B-R-U-Z, at 1675 West 67th Avenue, Denver. Check us out at BrewsBeers.com. It's my distinct pleasure to introduce you to The Bindery, eatery, market, and bakery. Hi, I'm Chef Linda Hampton fox owner of The Bindery. My life's journey has taken me through Switzerland, France, Italy, and Mexico, and has allowed me to create a menu at The Bindery that I think you'll find truly unique. The Bindery combines a market and bakery with an elevated fine dining experience under the same roof. We are proud at The Bindery to provide artisanal foods made by hand in small batches. Join us in the morning for an award-winning dragonfly coffee, a convenient market lunch, a crafted libation during happy hour, or an intimate dinner in the eatery. And don't forget about our amazing weekend brunch. Conveniently located in the Highland neighborhood at 1817 Central Street, just exit I-25 on 20th and park in one of our 55 covered free parking spaces. For our menus and all things The Bindery, look us up online at thebinderydenver.com. And remember, food is one of life's great pleasures. And I look forward to you being my next guest.
Okay, back to the show in just a minute. But before we do that, I want to talk about one of our uh, awesome sponsors, A Plush Beverage Solutions and Jeff Rourke, specializing in the installation and maintenance of tap lines. Jeff is one of the most trusted guys in the business, a family man, over 20 years in the business. Uh, he works with restaurant owners and managers, and he literally makes your dreams come true when it comes to installing a tap line. The, a lot of times you run into snags, you run into problems. He's the guy that's, that gets around the problem, says, listen, this is what we can do, and he'll work with you side by side. Punchbowl Social flies him all over the country, and trust me, people don't fly you uh, out to California to put in your tap systems. They have tap people in California to do that, but they fly him all around the country to do things like that, so that in itself uh, should say something. He's done Brews Beers. He's done uh, Old Chicago and Brighton. Uh, the new Tap 14 with uh, 70 taps over there by D-Bar. Um, but it's all about efficiency and, and efficient beer. And uh, Brian, if you're not pouring efficient beer, what are you doing? You're pouring your beer down the drain. That is right. Don't pour your money down the drain. You get a hold of Jeff Rourke at A-Plus Beverage Solutions, 720-272-3809. Jeff Rourke, A-Plus Beverage Solutions, 720-272-3809. My name is Chef Keegan Gerhardt, owner of D-Bar, and you're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. You are listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio, and that was my buddy Keegan Gerhardt, and we're going to get to Kyle Mendenhall in just a second. Kyle, I, I promise that you're here for a reason. He's the executive chef over at Arcana, but let me uh, go to the VIP line and see if we have her this time. I'm so afraid to push this button. <laughs> Carrie, are you there this time? I'm here. Hey, uh, there you go. <laughs> You're in Minnesota. Oh, man, I am in Minnesota. Yeah, t- Top Chef, you are rolling. <laughs> what is going on? I mean, it's just every t- every show uh, that we watch, it seems like it gets better and better, and I'm not trying to jinx it or anything, but, uh, you know, where's your mental thought right now this this part of the season? where Where are you mentally, or where were you mentally? Yeah, um, you know, I'm feeling pretty good, and, you know, like, I've had a good couple wins, and, you know, it's just the competition's narrowing down, it's getting, it's getting a little stressful, but, you know, we're still having fun, and, you know, winning in front of David Kinch was a super big boost, and being, coming to the Super Bowl, wow, you know, like, that, that was a big boost. Let me ask you this, what kind of tickets did they give you for that? <laughs> we just got it today, um, we're sitting, we're in the third tier, but the first row. Okay, so that's not that's not yeah. awful, right? Not at all. And uh, we also got um, invitations to the tailgate, and I guess it's live on NBC. <laughs> so watch the tailgate tomorrow from noon to four. Oh, you're gonna and... do something outrageous? What are you gonna be wearing? <laughs> I'll be wearing. Oh, it is so cold here. Not funny cold. So you won't be able to see anybody. Like if you don't have all your skin covered, you're getting frostbite. That cold, huh? So Ouch. cold. Ouch, Carrie. Yeah. So I take it you're in the hotel. Brian Freeman here, Carrie. Hi, Brian. Um, uh, yes, well, we have dinner reservations in 45 minutes, so we're just getting ready to go out. Uh, Where are you going to dinner? Um, we're going to a place called The Grand Cafe. It's, um, I guess it's been here for like 30 years, and I, I'm not an expert, so I could be a little wrong, but it's been here for a long time, and it's recently under new ownership. It's a lady chef owner and a lady GM, and... It's just like supposedly the funnest, coolest restaurant. So I'm very well, excited. Nice. It's cold weather. Get the soup. Yeah, no kidding. The uh, mm. On the line with us is uh, Chef Carrie Barrett from Bardo, Denver, and Season 15 Top Chef Colorado. 
Uh, we talked to brother. For some reason, we couldn't get you both together, but he's rolling on Last Chance Kitchen. What are the, uh, what are the odds we're going to see a uh, all-Colorado uh, battle here towards oh. the end? I mean, just the odds. You know, if you had to throw <laughs> odds at it, that's all. That's not, you're not saying anything. I don't know. I don't even think I should say that. Yeah, no, you probably you probably shouldn't. Don't. don't I don't want to get you in trouble. Well, I thought there was yeah. a little uh, a little hint when you said, "Oh, we're going to a lady owned, a woman owned restaurant, woman managed restaurant." That would be like a hint that it's going to be a top chef, woman run show this year. <laughs> you could read into it that way. I suppose. <laughs> Chef Kerry, Jennifer Jasinski, didn't she make an appearance? Yep, she was a guest judge. And that's got, that's got to be kind of special for you, isn't it? Oh, it was great. You know, we're, we were just over halfway through, and um, everybody was feeling, you know, you never, like, get comfortable there. You don't have a routine. You don't have, like, your, your things and, you know, your phone in your life. And, you know, I got to see my mentor slash friend slash, you know, like motherly figure in Colorado to me. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, they didn't show much of it, but it was pretty emotional. I shed a couple of tears. Like, I was just so excited to see her. And I was, you know, I guess a little homesick, even though I was at home, you know, you mm-hmm. know, but. Yeah, but you weren't back in reality. You were. You were quarantined off from the real world. Well, listen, Carrie, I I don't want to take too much of your time. I know you have dinner to go to and the Super Bowl to go to tomorrow, but you have a great time during the Super Bowl. Who are you going for? Uh, We're rooting for the Eagles. Uh, Chris Scott is born and raised. Oh, that's right. We are are Eagles all the way. Okay. Well, good luck with that, and uh, we'll catch up with you in a week and uh, continued success on uh, Top Chef. I hope you go all the way, and uh, it's, uh, you. you know, I'm, I'm excited to, to watch it every week. You're doing great. Oh, thanks so much, and nice to talk to you guys. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you next week. Have okay. a great time. Talk to you soon. Bye, guys. See ya. There she is, Chef Carrie Barrett. Uh, Chef Kyle Mendenhall from Arcana in Boulder. Would you ever consider doing something like Top Chef, uh, you know, that sort of thing where the camera's on you all the time, day and night? Ah, man, I, I feel like I'm getting too old for that. It's not, it's not exactly my jam. No? So, you, I mean, <laughs> you'd pass it up, or would you just kind of do it for the, like, okay, let me, let me get through it, or would you just flat out say no? Ah, man, I, to be honest, I, I'd probably have to pass it up. Really? I, I don't know. Well, that's, I, I, don't I love know. to hear that, though, you know? You're, you know. I mean, I'm just, you know, it's just the drama, the, the, you know, I'm just trying to cook food for people and make them happy. <laughs> <laughs> Not trying to overthink it with the, uh, with the television? You know, I don't know. Maybe if it helped up my bank account, you know, maybe, well, may, maybe I would reconsider, there, there perhaps, that, but... Yeah. <laughs> That's the, that's the voice of Chef Kyle Mendenhall Arcana in Boulder. And Brian and I went up there with uh, your sales uh, yes, uh, manager, Emily, Emily. Emily. From Duck Gr- Duck Farms, too. She has her own farm. Great dinner. Yeah. Just a great dinner. Do you, do you remember some of the things that you brought out to us? Vaguely. Vaguely? Yeah, no, I remember. Do you remember? What, tell people what you started us out with and, and just walk through kind of, you know, the, the, the road of what you served and, and, and why you picked that, if you could do that. Well, sure. Uh, well, we, we started with one of my favorite things, and that's uh, it's something we call, we call we call them trout chips. Uh-huh. And essentially what the deal is is that, uh, you know, we get Colorado trout, um, in once a week, uh, we actually have a, a wonderful gentleman. His name is Kermit Krantz. You know, he drives, he drives this like four hours or something. He drives it up once a week to us. It, it comes, I mean, so, sometimes still 
they're they're still kicking. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I mean, that, you know, I could. It's a, it's a long story, but essentially, what we do is we. I mean, we're very proud of this trout. It's the it's the only fish on the menu. We don't have any other fish on the menu, and uh, one of one of the uses uh, that we have for the fish is that we uh, cure it and then we smoke it. And when we cure it and, and smoke it, then the smoked trout then goes for other uses on the menu. But we, uh, what it does is it leaves the skin that's on this cured trout that's been smoked, leaves it right at the right sort of moisture content so that you can just take the skin, throw it right in the fryer, and it puffs up really nice. And it's, it's you know, our cure has salt and sugar, so it's a little sweet and a little salty. And then it, it fries right up and it gets nice and crisp. I mean, you can't just throw fish skin in the fryer and, and have it turn into something that's relatively edible. So it's that smoking process that kind of puts it in the right spot. And uh, so anyway, it, it's not something we, we have a ton of. And so we usually reserve it for, you know, for, for special people, yeah. for, for VIPs. Oh, it was so good. That's VIPs. right. It was delicious. I mean, and you wouldn't think, yeah. Brian, at first blush that, you know, trout skin would, oh. would be so delicious. I mean, just to say it, you know, you're like, hey, you want some trout skin? You know, <laughs> I mean, you're, you know, you, well, I don't know. Do I? But it, it, it was. It, it was delicious. It was absolutely delicious. And the little bit of lemon in the, uh, what was the pure? Yeah, we, well, we just, we, we make mayo in-house oh. and a little bit of like lemon juice and lemon zest in there. And then, uh, you know, the creme de la creme, we, we save uh, the, the trout because we get a hole. It oftentimes will come with roe. And so we actually save the roe and we, we cure it. And uh, and so just a little bit of roe in the in the lemon uh, mayo. And then you just, you know, dip the dip the chips right in there and... That's, I mean, it's yeah. uh, it's well, it's incredible. He's he's doing it no justice because the reality is, is the, <laughs> he's doing pretty good. Yeah, well, the, the trout skins themselves, you would they, they, it wasn't like fishy. It was like this awesome, almost like the way you tasted that it was fish is because you put some of that roe on there, and that was and you know, and if people don't know what roe is out there, it's it's trout eggs, you yeah. know. But um, it, it it was incredible, and I think you those were even pickled or or what was what was going on with those? Trout? No, the trout roe we 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 brine. Oh, brine, so just like brine it's it. like okay. a saltwater solution for a little bit and then we uh you know it's a long sort of technical story right they come in a row sack and you got to clean them out of there and, and whatnot but uh anyway i mean one of the things that i just love about it is i mean you can we create a dish essentially out of nothing right out of things that normally would be discarded and so for me, I mean, even if you guys are, you know, remotely excited about that dish, it's, it's, it's super great for me because it's, it's something that, you know, otherwise would have been overlooked or just, you know, you know, maybe put in the compost bin, but probably thrown in the trash, you know? So, um, you know, those are the kinds of things that get me excited and it's fun to do and, and to turn it into something special when special people come in and visit us, I think is, uh, is a good example of what we're trying to do. Well, uh, yeah, it, it chef, goes so much deeper too. Tell him, Chef tell him. Uh, Kyle Mendenhall from Arcana in Boulder. Tell people where Arcana in Boulder is located with just a couple of seconds here. Yeah, sure. We're at uh, 909 Walnut Street. It's uh, one street south of Pearl Street, so we're, we're off Pearl. Uh, and we're right across the street from the St. Julian Hotel. There you go. Beautiful place, beautiful chef. Yeah, well, and we only touched the first. So, I mean, we, we've I got, know. we're hopefully we have more time for him because, you know, one of the things is we didn't even say, and I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to be plugging this because it's the coolest thing is, is Love Your Farmer is coming up next yeah. week. And both of these guys at Arcana and at Urban Farmer have been so gracious to let us bring a farmer in there because both of these guys use more local 
than anyone knows, you know, and that's the thing about eating right is getting it local. And we've got to love your farmer. So there is an opportunity if anyone wants to go put their name in the hat for a free dinner um, with the farmer um, in the next week or so. It's coming up for Valentine's Day. It was a love your farmer. All these we've got three restaurants doing it. Arcana, Urban Farmer and the Kitchen Denver. And uh, you can go to Growers Organic uh, Facebook page and uh, sign up for a free enter to win free uh free night out at one of those awesome, awesome restaurants. Well, I'll tell you what, Brian, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll dive a little bit more into that Love Your Farmer, and we'll dive into it with uh, Chef Chris Starkis from Urban Farmer. How's that sound? Sounds awesome. Sounds good. We'll take a break. You're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun videos and pictures. Just search The Modern Eater. Hi, I'm Andrew Moore, brewmaster at the Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. At Intrepid Sojourner, beer tells a story inspired by my adventures as a well-traveled archaeologist. My recipes draw inspiration from all over the world, from historical styles like satis, grazers, and kvass, to adjunct beers inspired by flavors from international cuisines. My beers broaden the horizons of what beer can be. Explore basil IPA and Turkish coffee stout. Enjoy chai brown ale, taste lavender tripel, and the distinct horchata milk stout thoughtfully sourced spices and herbs enhance flavors inherent to indigenous beer styles my sincere hope is that intrepid sojourner beer project will inspire adventure and wanderlust come visit the tap room and share your tales with friends and plan your next sojourn located at 925 west 8th avenue in the heart of the arts district on santa fe for everything intrepid look us up online at sojournerbeers.com and remember to drink globally locally Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's gluten-free things. Whose cuisine reigns supreme? You're listening to the Modern Eater Show. The ultimate gourmet challenge. And it's time for In the Kitchen. Brought to you by Gluten-Free Things. A dedicated gluten-free and vegan bakery in Arvada. All right, we're back on the show. And before we get to Chef Chris Starkus, we're going to jump back out to uh, Fan Draft and the uh, Beer Fight Club Championships. Adam, can you hear me? I'm here, buddy. Let's do it, man. Who, do, the, do the announcement for the winner of the uh, Beer Fight Club Championships for uh, Fan Draft. Here we go. I apologize if it gets noisy. I'm going to hand the phone in so I can talk with you. Ready? Go. Go. <laughs> 
Right now, we are live. We are live with the Modern Eater Show on iHeart Radio, and we're going to announce our winner. But first, the New York finalist. We have gone from New Image. Give it up for him. New Image, I know this guy's. We have Tim from Lone Tree Brewing. Lone Tree Brewing. Lone Tree. Before we announce the winner, y'all going to hold hands, just like we do, like we do now in the fight. Right? If, if your hand is not picked up, I'm going to say it's new women. Break some eggs and get some stars. That's what this is about. But I would like to say, first off, give it up for our host, Fantastic Movie and Parker. So you're listening to the winning announcement of the Beer Fight Club Championships. And do go green. Give it up for those guys. And again, all of our volunteers, and mostly you guys for coming out and being a part of Colorado craft beer history. Let's do it. The winner of the first Beer Fight Club Championship is Beer D. Lone Tree is Lone Tree. They're going they're going nuts. They're going nuts. Okay, there it was. There it was. Great, great was, time at uh, Beer Flight at, Club, yeah. Beer Fight Club Championships out at Fan Draft. Uh, I mean, it's exciting. Lone Tree won, so we'll have to get them on the show and we'll talk. Well, it's nice. I mean, how many how many beers were? It's all micro. It's all local. Mm-hmm. It's all Colorado. How many were there? Do you uh, there's know? eight you, breweries. Oh, eight breweries. Yeah. Okay. And I'd like they, to see it be like 20 next year. We've got 141 in Colorado. Well, the eight breweries are down. For, they're all the winners of previous beer fight clubs. Oh, right? So they took okay, eight okay. beer fight clubs and then took those winners and made a championship out of it. Like Mad Max. Two, yeah. Two Mad men Max. enter, one man leaves. Yeah, that's uh, right. Uh, <laughs> so let's reset. You guys are listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Jay Parker are in for Greg Hollenbach, and Brian Freeman is in for Jay Parker, I guess. Uh, and we're talking now with Chris Starkus from Urban Farmer. Uh, Chris, uh, thank you for being patient through uh, the Beer Fight Club stuff. Uh, welcome to the Modern Eater Show. Thank you. Thanks for having me here. Not, a, not a problem. Give us, uh, you know, I don't know, let's say I don't know anything about Urban Farmer. Tell us about uh, the place that you're chefing over there. Urban Farmer is at the uh, Oxford Hotel in Lodo down by uh, Union Station. We just opened up in August, and uh, we're part of the Sage Restaurant Group kind of family. Um, what we are is a farmer-table steakhouse uh, in respect that not only do we do fish and steak and vegetables, but we visit all the farms that we go to um, and bring them in, uh, all the good product in, and, and utilize it the best we can. Uh, based on the properties that we want, sustainable, you know, taking care of the animals as they should. Um, I'm also a uh, rooftop beekeeper as well, um, but also just you know, delving into all the vendors, that, the great vendors that we have here in Colorado and using them. Now, when you say you're a rooftop beekeeper, mm-hmm. am I to take that for what that means? Absolutely. Like you're beekeeping on the rooftop of the hotel? Correct. There's three up on the top there. Uh, I started in Portland, Oregon at the Urban Farmer there, the original one at the Nines, and uh, had six up there and built the rooftop garden. And so we kind of had the whole, you know, floor and fauna going up there and uh, working on recreating that down here. That's fascinating, Brian. I find that fascinating, and I watched a little bit about beekeeping on television, so I kind of have a better idea of what it entails. How many bees do you have up there? 
Uh, well, right now, so they kind of trend down during the winter. So there's probably only about 8,000 per hive um, with three hives up there right now. Okay, so 24,000. Yeah, yeah, well, and that I swells. I didn't want to do the math live. On. Yeah, that mm-hmm. swells to summertime. How much? How much oh, 30,000 per hive. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Are you using the honey made from that down Abs- into the Absolutely. So we do a foundationless, which means you can cut the comb straight from the uh, frame. Uh, we're doing that for cheese plates as well as uh, foie gras dishes on the menu as well. Um, and then I use the wax to use as board conditioner for the mesquite boards that we have for our charcuterie boards. Um, and then we pull pollen as well for some of the dishes and cocktails that we do. Wow, that that's just whole yeah, hive management, as yeah. we call it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's this the is, real deal. Brian. I'm telling you, we we are so <laughs> lucky tonight. The two gentlemen we have here tonight are are next level guys. These guys are doing something way further. Then, I mean, think of a, a chef at just some place that he, he calls up the, you know, the the truck. I don't even want to say the name because they deliver like toilet paper, cl- bathroom cleaners. Mm-hmm. Oh, and here's your steak, too, um, because that goes right in line with all that. And, and these guys aren't doing that. They're the farthest away from that. And that's what's so cool is these guys are, I mean, using every piece of anything that they get in the kitchen which you know speak to that Chris. well i mean i think you know kyle was talking about a little bit when we were off air is that as a chef you know getting creative not only for the fact of getting creative and using the whole product but there's you shouldn't waste anything if you don't have to i mean uh you know we're using right now obviously we're rendering the beef fat off i'm doing uh, beef fat fries um you know we're using that in our candle program and anything that you can do to not waste anything i mean granted we have a, a recycling and compost uh program as well and and that's that's all well and good and i think that's a, a good thing to do here in denver but it, when people are taking that much time it doesn't matter even a, a crappy broccoli takes time to grow. And I think people forget that. It's, you know, it's 60, 80, 120 days. What are you going to do with it when you get it? Uh, and that's and that's our job as chefs to do it and not waste anything. And, and of course, put it on the plate to a guest that uh, is excited about it and telling that story as to why we're using the whole product and why you should eat it. Yeah, You know, uh, Brian uh, Freeman from Growers Organic co-hosting the show, and that's the voice of Chef Chris Starkis from Urban Farmer. Uh, you know, what's the percentage of produce that we throw away? Oh, it's over 40% over right 40%. now. I mean, it's insane. Right. And it's it's not easy to use everything all the time, right? I think it's a lot easier to go with one of those companies where it's like you just get it, whatever you use, and you throw it away, right? Uh, yeah. It's 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 not only is it admirable that chefs are doing this where they're like, hey, listen, you know, I'm just not going to waste anything. But Chris, speak to that fact of, of what you have to go through as a chef and the volume that you do where it's like you have to find uses for, for all these things. Yeah, and I mean, we, absolutely. So we have a whole animal butchery program at the restaurant. We get uh, whole pigs in from corner post meats out in um, uh, Black Forest. And, you know, we're, we're making charcuterie, we're making our breakfast sausages. And one thing that people don't know about us specifically is that we're open breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And we do room service for the hotel. So most steakhouses are open dinner only, and we do all three services. So that extends into our breakfast program with, we're breaking down chickens, we grind it, we make a chicken cherry sausage for our chicken program. We have uh, pork fennel sausage for our breakfast program as well. That stretches into our PM charcuterie that we have on for lunch and dinner. Um, the bones we're using for stocks, we make all of our own stocks in-house, and that goes to fish, too. We make fish fumet, and then we have a seafood chowder on special for lunch as well. Um, we have some striped bass on the menu now that we're using those bones for. Um, but again, as I spoke to the hives, and, and you know, it goes to the hives as well as uh, all the way through the vegetables, you know? Well, it's huge on, on food cost. 
You know, so yeah. all these people who, who talk about, oh, organic might be too expensive or going direct to the farm. The reality is, is it's, it's you who make the plate. Cause I'll tell you, I've, I've never been in a restaurant and paid 33 bucks for a meal and been disappointed. Sure. Uh, the, the vo- uh, we'll be right back with the seven o'clock hour. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun videos and pictures. Just search The Modern Eater. I want you to stop talking and start drinking. You're listening to The Modern Eater Show. Let's drink! I need you guys to be amazing tonight, so start drinking now. We are going to start drinking now, and we're going to start drinking Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project Beer. My name is Jay Parker. I'm in for Greg Hollenbach. He's uh, on a little vacation out in Florida getting some sun. Co-hosting with me tonight is Mr. Brian Freeman from Growers Organic. And uh, co-hosting this hour is going to be Andrew Moore from Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. Andrew, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Uh, My pleasure. You brought some beers. Yes, so we got four beers here tonight, um, two sort of our flagships, Basil IPA, Turkish Coffee Stout, and then two that we rotate. One we just put on, it's a pear saison, uh, and the other one's our Lavender Trapel. Uh, the Lavender Trapel, Brian, that's, uh, I get a lot of people when we go around, that's some, that's some people's go-to. They go well, it's, the lavender. it's easy, easy, easy to drink, especially if you don't like micros. That's, you know, and, and I say, like, who doesn't like a micro? But the reality is, is, you know, you know, you pour beers at some place that people would rather have a Coors Light. And what it, you want to check their head sometimes, um, look at a flashlight, see if there's anything in there. Because when we have something like this incredible beer from Intrepid Sojourner. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, people have what they like, and a lot of times, you know, it's it, it does you more damage than it does good to try and fight them on it. You just you just say that's not my demographic. You know, if that the course light guy wants course light, let him have course light, right? And down the road, if you can switch their mind, you know, isn't that a fair? Yeah, I mean, we get right? people who come in all the time. They're like, and they're sort of embarrassed about it. They're like, well, I drink a lot of. Coors Light, mm. and like that's totally fine. And it's actually funny. I mean, with the lavender tripel, uh, because the lavender, it's kind of light and floral. Uh, a lot of Bud Light drinkers love it, and we're like, well, by the way, it's nine point six percent. So yeah, it, yeah. So you have to watch out a little yeah. bit. Yeah, you know, that's it's, not, it's sneaky. Yeah. yeah, hold on to your suspenders. Yeah. So Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project over at nine twenty five West Eighth Avenue. Uh, Andrew, for the listeners uh, that don't that aren't real familiar with your brewery, do do thirty seconds about what kind of beer you're making. You know, a little bit of of your background and just you know remind people you know why you're doing the things that you're doing. Yeah. So my background, I was a classical archaeologist. I worked a lot of tur- in Turkey, a little bit in Jordan and Greece and and started homebrewing with Mediterranean ingredients, uh, basil, garlic, Turkish coffee, cardamom. Uh, And then the idea with Intrepid Sojourner was that we could sort of open it up to influence from cuisines um, all over the world. Uh, So we've used spices from just about every continent now in the last eight and a half months. Now, somebody like me that doesn't make beer for a living, right? I, I'm, I'm interested in knowing, okay, you know, you hear a lot of times, you know, yeah, he's making beer and he's putting the spices. Walk me through uh, uh, the process of when you would add, you know, and I know you got some beautiful squash from Growers Organic to yeah. make a beer the other day. Walk me through, some, and, and for some of the listeners out there that say, you know, I, I mean, I get that you're making beer with squash, right? 
right? But tell me when you put it in, and do you is there somebody that needs to cut it up, or do you put the stems in also, or if you're using <laughs> uh, black garlic, when do you put black garlic, and how does that turn into beer? I, you know, that's yeah. fascinating. Yeah, so the squash we put in in the mash, and uh, I'd say we processed it. That means my wife processed it. She cut all the squash and scooped out everything, and then we put it in the mash. And so it's an English IPA. It has this really nice... Um, kind of raw gourd flavor to it that goes really nicely with sort of the biscuit and victory malts of the English IPAs. And then we also got uh, from Growers Organic some fenugreek, uh, which goes really nicely with the English hops. What, what are you scooping out? You said you scoop it out. and It's you- all the seeds and kind of the pulp in the middle of the squash. We why get rid of you, that. Why don't you throw that in? Oftentimes the seeds give it kind of an astringent flavor, especially, I mean, we're dealing with 70 pounds of squash, and so that's a pretty significant concentration of seeds. So that's why, Brian. Just because yes. it gives it a goofy flavor. Now I have the answer. Well, I and you know, and I, I would have even shared with you, you know, st- stem sticks and seeds. You know, remember when you were a kid that that doesn't go into any recipe. Well, I remember stem sticks and seeds are bad, but it's for a totally different reason. Uh, back to Andrew from Intrepid. So uh, here's the thing, because I want to get, to, I want to front sell it a little bit because it's kind of a big deal. But you guys are giving away a trip to China. Yeah, we are. Uh, so the brand, I mean, what we're doing with the beers, we felt like it really sort of fit Intrepid Sojourner. And uh, yeah, so right now we're in the process of giving away a trip for two, 10 days, uh, as part of a group to China uh, that hits Shanghai, Tiananmen Square, the Terracotta Warriors, the Great Wall, sort of all the sites that you think of when you think of China. Plenty of opportunities to try some Chinese beer. So coming to the tap room, every 50 points you accumulate on our rewards program gets you an entry. The entries get drawn on March 31st. How do you join the? How do you sign up for the rewards program? Is it is it just as easy as going to the website and signing up, or do you have to do it in the uh, uh, tap room? Yeah, so just coming to the tap room, all it takes is your phone number. So phone number puts you in the rewards program. Uh, it's a uh, it's and then it's basically a dollar a point, double points on Saturdays quadruple points on our Chinese New Year Festival on February 17th. Ooh, what, yeah. What's going to be What's going to be going on at the Chinese New Year Festival on so, the 17th? Uh, the Chinese New Year Festival is sort of our latest sort of international celebration. Um, we'll be releasing a Belgian blonde that uses orange peel, ginger root, turmeric, and um, dong kwai, uh, which is sort of this Chinese, almost sort of like ginseng. Um, and well, so we usually have some guest breweries. Spice Trade Brewing Company will be there pouring their Szechuan Saison. And then a brewery that's not even open yet, Jade Mountain, um, headed by Sean Guerrero, will be in there giving free samples. So he owned a brewery in China and is now returned home to Aurora and is in the process of, of getting open, making beers based on Chinese herbal medicine wow that so that's so cool that's so a, cool. that's a guy we have to get on the show yeah, right there I mean, right absolutely do you, and do you need a chaperone for that because i i would volunteer my services i i could watch people quite yeah. well yeah yeah absolutely come down watch people have a beer <laughs> yeah oh well, i'm talking for china man i'm i'm oh. gonna i'm gonna really protect your investment with the whole sending people yeah. to China, you don't want them to get out of control. I'm just mad that it wasn't go to China with a brewer. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's that's right. 
<laughs> Jay Parker here. Brian Freeman from Growers Organic co-hosting. Greg Hollenbach is in Florida. Um, Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. Andrew Moore is here talking about uh, a China giveaway. So if you've always wanted to go to China and uh, you don't want to pay for it, which I think you, you know most of us are in that same boat, uh, you need to go to SojournerBeers.com, learn about uh, the brewery, and then make your way down there to 925 West 8th Avenue. And uh, all you have to do is give up your phone number, and you, uh, and that's what it takes. And then buy some beer. Right? And then buy some beer, so, yeah. And that's not the end of the world because the beer is delicious. No, there are worse things you could do. <laughs> there are definitely worse things. Uh, in studio also is Chef Kyle Mendenhall from Arcana in Boulder. He's hanging out. So is Chef Chris Stark is from Urban Farmer uh, here in Denver. And we're all hanging out. We're drinking some delicious beer. Kyle, are you having some of that uh, beer? Have you had some of Intrepid Sojourner's beer? I'm, I may have had a sip. Yeah. What do you What do you think? Is that your jam? Are you a beer guy? Are you a whiskey guy? Both. Uh, a beer guy. You're a beer sure. guy ab- yeah. above and, whiskey. And I would so? say it is in the realm of my jam. Yeah. Yeah. What kind What kind of it's beer? Tasty. What's your go to? A lighter, darker? I'm a dark guy. I, I when mean, I'm I'll, drinking, I'll, I'll I'll be very honest with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't I don't drink a lot. Um, that's not a bad. Every thing. once in a while, after a shift, I'll have a I'll have a beverage. Mm-hmm. I, I'm much more lighter. I like malty, sweet. I like a little bit of sour, like farmhouse ales or saisons, things like that. Uh, that's that's typically what I'll go for. The, the 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 like the whole IPA thing and and the hops and hoppiness and it's that that is less of my jam. Do you cook with beer? I do. Yeah. You do. Uh, well, that's a good segue uh, yeah. because here's what I want to do, Brian. When we come back, because we have these chefs in the studio, I just I can't let them sit there and and not do anything. So I'm going to talk about cooking with beer, and I want to get their perspectives on what beer they like to cook with. More, and you know what I want to know? I want to know what beer they don't like cooking with or ha- or has not worked out for them. I find that interesting. So that's what we're going to do when we get back. You're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun videos and pictures. Just search The Modern Eater. Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's gluten-free things. It's my distinct pleasure to introduce you to the Bindery, Eatery, Market, and Bakery. Hi, I'm Chef Linda Hampston-Fox, owner of the Bindery. My life's journey has taken me through Switzerland, 
France, Italy, and Mexico, and has allowed me to create a menu at the bindery that I think you'll find truly unique. The bindery combines a market and bakery with an elevated fine dining experience under the same roof. We are proud at the bindery to provide artisanal foods made by hand in small batches. Join us in the morning for an award-winning dragonfly coffee, a convenient market lunch, a crafted libation during happy hour, or an intimate dinner in the eatery. And don't forget about our amazing weekend brunch. Conveniently located in the Highland neighborhood at 1817 Central Street, just exit I-25 on 20th and park in one of our 55 covered free parking spaces. For our menus and all things The Bindery, look us up online at thebinderydenver.com. And remember, food is one of life's great pleasures. And I look forward to you being my next guest. Hi, this is uh, Certified Master Chef Ed Janos from Cooked Fresh Market. And you're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Welcome back to welcome back to Ultimate Try That Again. You said I was doing so good. Welcome back to the program. Jay Parker here in for Greg Hollenbach. He's in Florida. He's in a speedo. Next to me is Brian Freeman from Growers Organic. And next to me on the other side is Andrew Moore from Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. Not to mention Kyle Mendenhall, executive chef of Arcana, and also Chris Starkis from Urban Farmer. Everybody's in studio. Everybody's drinking beer. Everybody's having fun. When we left, we were talking about uh, beer, and I had posed a question to Kyle, uh, who, who's, uh, who's cooking with beer these days? Are you cooking with beer? And he says, uh, yes, I am, right? So tell me about it. What are you cooking with beer over at Arcana? Uh, well, uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is uh, we actually, and this is not what every brewer wants to hear necessarily, but we actually took um, Alaskan Brewing Company in Alaska that sent us uh, a 2008 Porter. Actually, this was maybe like a year and a half ago. And uh, we took that porter and we uh, turned it into vinegar, actually, mm-hmm. and made beer vinegar with it. And so that's that's finding its way into little things here and there. We did some marinated mussels with a little bit of beer vinegar in it. It's it's how pretty you, amazing. How do you good. turn beer into vinegar? Uh, it's fairly easy. I mean, you just need, actually, from Growers Organic, we got uh, their uh, raw apple cider vinegar and uh, from Big B's. Uh, this is another Colorado company. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just put a splash of that in with the beer, and you know, let the uh, the microorganisms do their work, and uh, you know, converts sugars and things like that, and you end up with uh, vinegar. I like it. It sounds oh. delicious. You said with mussels, you're doing a dish with mussels. Yeah, well, I mean, the 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 sort of the inspiration there is, um, you know, dark beer, and particularly the porters and things like that. We're actually. Uh, you know, lots of years ago, were, were very common um, pairings with things like oysters and shellfish and and whatnot. So, uh, when we had the porter beer, it was just kind of a thought to do that with uh, with a shellfish. What's a, what's a train wreck that you've done where you've tried to cook with beer and it just did not turn out well? Um, I, I did actually um, some years ago now uh, had some goat of all things, and that may be. Strike that, one. That, that's not where the train wreck starts, <laughs> but uh, it was actually really beautiful, delicious goat. But um, uh, we, um, I braised it in a little bit of. Uh, it was. Uh, I'm not going to remember exactly what beer it was, but it was a saison, and it was. It was by the time it braised and was reduced and things like that, it it, it lost the the luster that saisons have it became you know a little bit more on the bitter side and it wasn't wasn't nearly as exciting that's I mean, it, so you just chop it up and throw that in a soup 
Yeah. After yeah. that, uh, at yeah. that point, was, right? Yeah, obviously, yeah. A soup. Yeah, yeah. That's, why, a, that's not, where everything goes. Not a nice fillet of goat. <laughs> that's, why there's, that's why there's no soup on the menu. <laughs> there, there you go. No, I'm just <laughs> Chef Chris uh, Starkus from Urban Farmer. You cook with beer over there? You like it? You don't like it? I absolutely love beer. Um, I, I'm a big fan of Saisons as well, uh, like Belgian-style beers. But, I mean, when I'm working on the Urban Farm at home, it's more like PBRs and stuff like that, which mm-hmm. is fine, a light beer while you're working in the sun. Uh, I, I made a caramelized onion and stout butter that goes on a Wagyu steak. Now, the interesting part about that is it took a while to understand the reduction on that because it got a little bitter. But with the fat content of a Wagyu steak, it, it works, you know? What's, explain what a Wagyu steak is. A wa- Wagyu steak. <laughs> a Wagyu <laughs> steak is an, is an American Kobe, if you will. Um, it's a much fattier steak. Um not akin, not akin to Kobe in terms of how much fat there is, but it's a much fattier steak in terms of your corn feds and your grass feds and your okay. uh, grain feds. Um, but you're you need that acid and that bitterness to cut through that fat if you're going to eat, you know, anywhere between sixteen to twenty ounces of steak for gotcha, sure. Gotcha. So, and do you have a, a horror story of uh, trying to cook with alcohol and at the end you were like, uh, maybe soup or or maybe I just give up? No. Maybe, maybe. I love the I, look on his I wish, I, wish yeah. I had one to pull from. Not that I haven't failed in the past. Yeah. I don't want that to come across. <laughs> yeah, he's thinking hard yeah. on that one. Yeah. Not specifically with beer, I guess. Yeah. Are you a beer drinker? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Are you uh, spirits also? or are you, Across you, the board, it's all a feeling for me if I'm out and having a, you know, I, I like cocktails and, uh, you know, when my brother, actually, my older brother is a cocktail connoisseur. He's a big mixologist in Las Vegas and oh, okay. we we worked together in a while when I was in Vegas and so we did some cocktail stuff together for like kitchen meets um, the bar and uh, I do that a lot at Urban Farmer actually and we just came up with a a, cup, a number of cocktails one of which is like a bone broth cocktail that we use some beer in as well um, and I like those collaborations in, in terms of using beer or spirits to kind of bring the kitchen to the the bar if you will. Tell, tell me what that cocktail is. Tell me how you, how you, how you, is now, it's a cocktail? So that one's a cocktail. So we're using uh, beef, beef broth, a local kind of like chipotle, spicy, um, what do you call it? Spicy, like uh, uh, tequila. And then there is an egg white in there. So the chefs will know this in the room. We call it remoulade. So um, what that means is a second wash of beef bones, uh, which it sounds a lot more more cool in a cocktail. The, the old Remy. Yeah, yeah, the, the old Remy. The Remy. And, and essentially what it is, is it's, uh, you know, beef uh, broth is kind of this new, like, healthy thing to do. And this is something that we make from scratch at the restaurant. So we said, why don't we put it out there on the forefront and make it into a cocktail? Wow. Yeah. Brian, well, uh, Growers yeah. Organic, what do you think <laughs> of that? Would you drink a beef broth cocktail? Yeah, hands down, I would 100%. And, yeah. But let me give a plug because both of these guys tonight got to try a little bit of Rocker Spirits. Oh, and that one, is- one of the sponsors, we brought in some uh, organic scotch and some uh, of the port-aged Rocker Spirits bourbon. And you know what? They gave a big, big thumbs up. To our Absolutely. boy Dustin out there at Rocker Spirits. A great Rocker Spirits, one of our uh, faithful and loyal sponsors. So we'll just put you down for a case, right, Kyle? Just say yes <laughs> into the microphone so I have proof. We'll just throw you guys down yes. for a case apiece. And I want the unlabel, yeah. While we're yeah. at it, we'll throw in the, a couple of kegs of Intrepid Sojourner beer to show up at Urban Farmer and uh, Arcana. And then when they say what's going on, be like, listen, I've got some audio feedback that, that says it's okay. <laughs> it's a true local, local synergy we have here. And one of the things, if people could out there know 
what we have going on tonight because we've got seriously there's three guys in here that are not only using you know local at a level that's so much further than anyone else but they're they're embracing it and bringing it to a a place where we can drink it and it's approachable whether we're drinking it eating it i mean we're just flat out rolling around in it i'll tell you the other night when we were at canna that was how how many courses did we have and how i mean there was and there wasn't anything by the way that we had that night that wasn't from colorado and we're we're in the middle of winter right mm -hmm. now you know mm -hmm. it was it was february 2nd or something like that i don't know but the reality is is we're in the the heart of winter and this guy over here is bringing a menu that is 100% local. I, I don't know what was on the menu. I mean, his grains that he's making his bread with, his butter that he makes from cream that is local, from from cream, local cream, local cows. Well, let's do this. I mean, uh, Chef Kyle Mendenhall from, uh, Ar I say Arcana in Boulder. Uh, speak on that to why it's important to source or why it's important to you to source, uh, you know, everything locally from Colorado. Yeah, I mean, I think... Uh I think there's a lot of that that we hear very often, you know, the whole the whole local thing. And I think that there's a, I always call it just sort of the lovey-dovey feel-good part of it. Um, but, you know, the, the truth is in order for it to be sustainable, it has to be something that's very real and tangible and have sort of financial impact and things like that for businesses. So, um, yeah, I mean, Brian is close to accurate when he thankfully said 100%. It's it's close, right? I mean, we're, we're realist. I mean, we have lemons that come from California. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, there's black pepper in the restaurant. I don't know anywhere in Colorado where they're going, you know, growing black pepper. But, um, but, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, it for me, staying local means that we have an advantage of, of getting better quality. Right, something that hasn't traveled in a truck for, you know, multiple days or something like that. And to be honest, if and and I am good friends with a lot of farmers in our area, so I feel okay saying this. But like to be honest, if they're not producing something that's good enough, then I mean, then sort of what's what's the point, right? So, right. so the whole idea is that you know they are producing things that are great that we have unique access to based on location or season or whatever it is. And, and then we, you know, we forge a friendship together where we can actually, um, you know, help each other out, find mutually beneficial situations. I mean, I mean, that's the same deal, you know, whether you're brewing beer over here, you know, and we've got, you know, cases of squash available and it's like, hey, man, let's let's do a squash beer, you know, Um I mean that, that for me that that that's more what it's about, and I mean, and and so, and I and I also secretly on the down low like the challenge of hey, it's the very early February. Here's the deal. Here's the, here's your quick fire challenge or whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. You've got potatoes and beets. Make make, make people like them. <laughs> make them make people like them and make people buy them. Uh, well, yeah. Right? I mean, I mean, I still have to put something on the plate that people are like, you know, right. that, that they feel a good yeah. perception of value, and they, and they, and you know, they don't walk away being like, oh wow, I'm never going to try that again in my yeah. life. What, what are these guys thinking? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, Brian and Chef Chris mm -hmm. uh, Stark is from Urban Farmer. At the end of the day, I mean, as much fun as we have uh, doing the radio show, and as much fun as we have cooking and and and, and feeding people delicious and creative food, at the end of the day, it's I still want to be warm when I go home, which means I have to keep the light. 
lights on, right? So you have to pay your bills. So uh, I am just enamored by these chefs that that not only have to have to stay uh, one step above the the next guy because that's that's the food climate we live in where everybody is doing so many great things that you know you have to think outside the box, and at the same time you have to not go crazy. Right. And, and Andrew, same thing in the beer world where there's a lot of people making beer. So I just I, I think it's a, it's an amazing uh, talent that a lot of these chefs have to be able to do that and not only do it, but uh, try to make a buck in the process. Yeah. Well, it's about being affordable and being approachable with the menu. I mean, and that's one of the things that I thought, you know, both of these places, you're not you're not looking at a menu that's not approachable where you don't understand what the dishes are. And that's, I, I think it's so huge. And, and the other aspect is the people inside of the building having the knowledge of coming to your table and sharing with you, giving you the value. Because the reality is, is listen, I'll pay anything if I understand why I'm paying for it. But I think like what Kyle mentioned too is even if you're talking about Chris Starkish, you guys from uh, Urban Farmer, <laughs> even if you're talking about beets and potatoes, you know, you're coming in and you hopefully you're trusting that chef in that restaurant to show you why you should be eating in season. You know, and I think that eating from the whole farm and supporting the whole farm through the whole season without the, with, with the exception of just saying, hey, I'm just buying your tomatoes during the summertime, right? Mm-hmm. You, you're gonna, you have to buy those potatoes. You have to buy those beets to support those farmers throughout the whole year because that's what they're, that's what they're doing, you know? And I think as, as brewers and, and, and chefs, that's our goal to support them throughout the season because if we just bought from them in the summertime, that's not enough. Right. That's, that's simply not enough. You so. know what's always in season? Pizza. and we're going to take a break and when we get back from break we're going to talk with Steve Burton who's the owner of Tilford's Wood Fired Pizza which is the gentleman that supplied us with all this delicious pizza in studio so in studio right now it's the Modern Eater Show Brian Freeman from Growers Organic uh, Andrew Moore from Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project a couple of chefs Kyle Mendenhall from Arcana in Boulder and Chef Chris Starkis from Urban Farmer we'll be back in a flash you're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun videos and pictures. Just search The Modern Eater. Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey. Rocker rum. Rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And have you ever had pizza from a thousand degree oven? Great pizza from Sprezzatura. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. Brews beers at 67th and Pecos. Belgium, a country the size of Maryland, is home to more than 600 beers. Belgians take their beers very seriously, and Belgian beers are some of the most interesting beers in the world. If you'd like to sample fresh and authentic Belgian-style beers right here in Denver, the place to go is Brews Beers at 67th and Pecos. Brews does only Belgian-style and Belgian-inspired beers, and we do them like nobody else. Doubles, triples, quadruples, saisons, ambers, fit beers, sours, and specialty ales. There's always a great selection at Brews Beers. Sample a flight, take home a crowler or two, and bring your dog. They're always welcome at Brews. Take a beer tour of Belgium without leaving Denver. Brews Beers, spelled B-R-U-Z, at 1675 West 67th Avenue, Denver. Check us out at BrewsBeers.com. 
All right, back to the show in just a minute, you guys. But before we do that, uh, I have to talk about my main man, Jeff Rourke at A-Plus Beverage Solutions. 20 years in the business of installing uh, tap lines and maintaining tap lines. And if you're a craft beer drinker here in Colorado, then you understand that craft beer is delicious. It's important. It's local, and uh, you have to go with a guy like Jeff Rourke, uh, 720-272-3809. Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions, he's been flown all over the country by Punch, uh, Punch Bowl Social to put in their tap systems. He did bruised beers. Uh, he did Tap 14 next to D-Bar with 70 taps. The list goes on and on, and, and he's the most trusted man in the business. So, again, if you're looking for somebody to install your tap lines and make sure that you're pouring efficient beer because uh, brian if you're not pouring efficient beer what are you doing you are pouring your money down the drain that's right you guys don't pour your money down the drain that makes no sense foam equals money give my mean man jeff rourke a phone call a plus beverage solutions 720-272-3809 720-272-3809 jeff rourke and a plus beverage solutions Hosea Rosenberg, Black Belly Market, Boulder, Colorado. You're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. That's right. 7.30 here in the Mile High City. Jay Parker, Brian Friedman from Growers Organic. Uh, Andrew Moore from Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project is uh, co-hosting the second hour along with chefs Kyle Mendenhall from Arcana in Boulder. I still don't know which one to say, Arcana or Arcana. I'm trying real hard. Uh, (laughs) Chef uh, Chris Stark is from Urban Farmer. But I want to go to the VIP line because we're all eating delicious pizza. And it's from this gentleman right here, Steve, owner of Tilford's Wood-Fired Pizza. Steve, do I have you? You do. What's going on, Steve? Well, we're we're I'm actually in New York City and just uh tried some uh pizza from New York City. I wanted to just see how it compared with ours. Yeah, how does it how does it stand up? <laughs> they can't compete with you, Steve. That's a bold statement being in the well, Big Apple. I'm I'm pretty happy. I I got to tell you, we get a lot of compliments from people from New York who have our pizza and tell us that uh it's the best pizza they've had outside of New York. So I'm always uh Always proud when we get compliments like that. Well, I don't know if you heard the introduction, Steve, but uh, there's a couple of uh, big name chefs in studio that are eating your pizza. Does that does that make you nervous, or are you embracing that that challenge, so to speak? I, I will embrace the challenge, and I'll hope that what they said was very good. Uh, well, you know, we haven't actually got to that part yet. They're eating it. I just, I don't know uh, if they like it. Let me do that right now. Uh, Chef Kyle Mendenhall, don't pull any punches. What do you think of the pie? I think the pie is great. I mean, to be honest, when uh, when you're offered a meal that you didn't have to painstakingly prepare, uh, it, it pretty much always is going to taste fantastic. Steve, so uh, Tilford's wood-fired pizza, it's a food truck. It is. Okay. Uh, Tell me about it. Well, um, our food truck was designed by my wife and I. We designed it from the axle up, and it has a Forno Bravo wood-fired oven on it. And we can actually bake a pizza in about 90 seconds at 900 degrees. It takes us longer to stretch the dough and put the toppings on than it does to uh, actually bake the pizza. The... uh, the entire process takes about five to six minutes. Um, when we're real busy, um, fifteen minutes. But it's a uh, it's a great pizza that people are able to come up to our food truck, get a 
hand-tossed pizza, watch it be tossed, watch it be chopped, and uh, walk away with uh, what we always hope is a, a very uh, awesome-tasting pizza. Now, when you say you're cooking it in just seconds, is that is that designed to uh, to maximize you know uh, the quantity of pizzas you can get out in a short period of time, or is that something that you actually want to cook it fast, you know, because of the ingredients or dough? It's because of the dough and because of the stone that it's going on. The stone itself is at about 750 to 800 degrees. And the, the, the entire process of the dough uh, baking into the, the crust will be done in that 90 seconds. And the toppings, um, they're, they're going to come out just right then. If we leave it in any longer, we're going to have a burnt pizza any shorter and we'll have a, a, a real chewy dough. And so that 90 seconds is perfect. It also maximizes our time as a food truck for delivering uh, a good, fresh quality uh, product in a very reasonable amount of time. And uh, when we're doing a festival, we can be turning pizzas out about every 45 seconds out of the oven because we can have seven or eight pizzas in there at a time. Well, so let me ask. Uh, this is Brian uh, Freeman here from Garage Organic. Are, are, talk to me about: are, are we using a special grain? Are we using a special flour? How are we? Uh, we're setting ourselves apart from everyone else. Well, our 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 dough is a proprietary dough, and and we're actually franchising our uh, concept uh, nationwide. We've now uh, received our license in all fifty states to start franchising. And that's going to be the the main part of Tilford's is making sure that we have the consistency and the quality of our dough in every one of our pizzas. The toppings themselves, we are going to uh, always look to try to get those sourced locally and sourced fresh so that we have the freshest products going on top of the dough. Uh, but uh, a lot of it is, is in the... Uh, in the ingredients in the dough, in the, in the flour, and what we really strive for is that that dough that will uh, create the crust that is is crisp in the center and a little chewy on the outer edge. Well, Steve, you're making me hungry. I I, I unfortunately don't have time to eat right now because I'm trying to talk uh, for a living. But everybody around me has all smiles uh, with the pizza, and I can't thank you enough for, for catering tonight's show. Um, how can people find you? What's your, what's your website to know where your food truck's going to be? Our website is very easy. It's uh, tilfordspizza.com, and we have a calendar on there, and folks can find where we're at. We're at many of the breweries, and including your uh, your guest brewer there tonight. Yeah, we've had uh, your pizza several times. And, it's delicious. Yeah, oh. and we've uh, uh, we have been uh, we're we're at a lot of different events. If you're downtown working in the summertime, we'll be at Civic Center Eats once a week, and we'll be adding a second trailer uh, later this year. So uh, you'll be seeing us more and more around the Denver market. Steve, thank you very much for your time. Again, it's Tilford's Wood-Fired Pizza catered the Modern Eater show tonight. We can't thank you enough. Have fun out there in NYC. Be careful, all right? Those aren't Denver people. That's New York. (laughs) All right. Thank you for having me on. No problem. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Steve. 
so chefs, you know, cooking pizza in 90 seconds. I mean, is that, you know, is that good, bad, indifferent? I mean, that's great. You know, is it inside of my head for some reason? I think like that. Ah, that's too fast. Well, I think that I ran a restaurant called Strata at the Wynn Resort in Las Vegas. When Who I was are there. you? <laughs> Chris Darkus from Urban Farmer. Farmer. Go ahead. And, you know, we would try to get the temperature up to 800 to 1,000 degrees. I also work for Wolfgang, who obviously does I mean, great pizzas, right? Yeah, so yeah. You're, you're trying to get that pop, you know, from that from that heat. And mm-hmm. I, that's what he's doing in 90 seconds, and it's great. It's, wow. it's coming through for sure. Wow. Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. Andrew, can you make a beer in 90 seconds? I cannot. No? That, no. that, that goes the wrong way. Well, yeah. Jay J Bryan here, let me jump in, because he just started pouring the next. This has got to be the pair saison it is yes holy smokes that's great just jump off the boat and have some fun (laughs) in the summer um what what are you doing with this one this isn't i'll tell you now i like a saison i didn't even know yeah we do a lot of saisons just because uh sort of the character the belgian yeast i feel like melds really nicely with a, a lot of different flavors um and so yeah this is just straight pear we actually use we've used an extract for the pear because it takes an incredible number of pears to get extraction in um in a beer and you know anytime you're using raw fruit you're worried about sanitation um so yeah this is an extract for our pear saison but again just because the belgian yeast gives it that almost like kind of spicy peppery cinnamon almost like a little bit reminiscent of a poached pear uh, but it's real light and easy drinking at five percent uh, that's going to be my question is what's the alcohol five percent that's good yeah yeah you can, you can knock a few of those down yeah uh jay parker here let's reset it brian freeman from growers organic intrepid sojourner beer project andrew moore a couple of chefs you may have heard their names once or twice chef kyle mendenhall from arcana and boulder chef chris stark is from urban farmer uh the super bowls tomorrow gentlemen Right, we're all aware of that. Let's go around real quick. Just tell me who you're going for in, t- in two seconds of, of, of why, if there is a why. Because coming up in the next segment, we're going to talk to Max McNair, who's the general manager of a sports bar called The Elm on Colfax. And there are super New England, Patriots, Boston, all that stuff. We had them on last year. I'm going to find out what they're doing, you know, if, if they're going to survive. Who are you going for, Brian? You know, I got to always go for the little guy, the underdog, you know, the Eagles where why wouldn't you okay. come on well I mean, I mean you know people in new england have a pretty good reason for no that, you know but come on they have a dynasty out there what i uh, is not five enough yeah what, i mean where is it where are we now <laughs> chef, really? chef chris now. stark is from urban farmer do you care who you're going for super bowl i i don't care that heavily deeply but i i agree i i think philadelphia you yeah. know my my dad's probably listening he's gonna freak out about that but <laughs> i think at the end of the day it'd be nice to see someone new win absolutely okay i mean that's respectable chef kyle mendenhall from arcana and boulder Super Bowl. Well, I was hoping maybe Tom Brady might get a good excuse to retire or something like that, and then we could just kind of move on from, I the, mean, whole, if he, from the whole dynasty in general, so in a roundabout way. <laughs> I, th- I mean, I think it's pretty safe to win or lose. This He's probably going to call it quits. That's my professional opinion. Mm. Uh, Andrew Moore, Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. Super Bowl tomorrow afternoon. Uh, what are you guys doing at the brewery, and, and who are you taking, if you care? Um, so we're closing early. Oh, okay. <laughs> ah, nice, nice. Yes. One of the benefits of being your uh, <laughs> yeah. your own business owner. Small business. Yeah. Let's be real. Let's yeah. be real. People tend not to watch football games in breweries for some reason. I don't know why. Really? Uh, do, you ca- do you care who wins? I do. So I grew up in Indiana as a Colts fan, 
And it, for years and years and years, it was always Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And despite Peyton Manning having better statistics in every category except Super Bowl wins, yeah. <laughs> Tom, Brady, Tom Brady remains somehow the best quarterback in the NFL. Well, I mean, listen, we're, it's not a sports show, so we're not going to get it. And I don't care either way in case anybody else cares. Um, and well, wait, don't. Jay, bring it back to him because I, I really don't think he was going for Tom Brady. Were, were you or were you saying no, I, I uh, knock him off his pedestal? Yeah, pretty much anybody who's playing the Patriots. Yeah, it, no, that's I'm, what I got. I'm rooting for okay, that. He thinks yeah. he's, what he I said lived was, in Philadelphia for two years. Yeah, well, I mean, what so he, he said was is that Peyton Manning's better, but everybody gives Brady the, the props because he's got those rings. And I was just saying, I'm not going to get into that. Yeah. But what I am going to get into is uh, the Elm, and it's on Colfax, and they're up next, and we're going to talk with Max McNair, and we're going to find out what they're doing for the Super Bowl. Drinks, food, you know, does it change for the Super Bowl, or does it not? You're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun videos and pictures. Just search The Modern Eater. Do you have the goods? If you're looking for a neighborhood restaurant that features gluten-free menu items, stop by The Goods. Whether you're a vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, or even a meat lover, they've got something for everyone. Do you love a great sandwich? How about wood oven roasted vegetables on multigrain bread with rosemary mayo and olives? Vegan and certified gluten-free. Or for the meat lover, try one of their most popular menu items. The Paleo Bowl. With house-smoked pork, wood-oven-roasted veggies, two sunny-side-up eggs, and Indonesian sambal sauce. It's delicious. As a friendly neighborhood restaurant featuring dinner, brunch, and full bar with two happy hours daily, they truly care about you, the customer, and desire to provide an extraordinary dining experience for everyone. They're family and children-friendly, and even have a playroom for the little ones. The Goods, a friendly neighborhood restaurant, offering a wide menu of gluten-free and vegan options. And they don't forget about meat lovers with a staff that really cares. On East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Hungry? TheGoodsRestaurant.com The most delicious hot dogs in Denver are at Billy's Gourmet Hot Dogs. Signature dogs, specialty dogs, gourmet sausages, homemade, hormone-free, 100% single-sourced meat, and never any artificial flavors or coloring. You can taste the difference. 24th and Larimer, near Coors Field, plus food truck, street carts, and at Fiddler's Green. Savor the best damn dog in Denver. Billy'sGourmetHotDogs.com Now it's time for the Modern Eater's Booze in the News segment. I like my beer cold, my meat grilled, and my entertainment explosive. All we need is a a chair and a a cooler beer. Here's your booze news. All right, we're back to the Modern Eater show on iHeartRadio. Jay Parker in for Greg Hollenbach. He's in Florida. Brian Freeman from Growers Organic, Intrepid Sojourner, Beer Project, Andrew Moore, Chef Kyle Mendenhall from Arcana and Boulder, and Chef Chris Stark is from Urban Farmer. How was that? I did it. Now we're going to the VIP line because we're going to talk to Max McNair, who is the general manager of the Elm on Colfax. It's a sports bar, and it happens to be a New England sports bar, and I know that's not too popular nowadays because of you know Tom Brady and football, but they also have food and drinks, so we're going to get into it. Uh, Max, are you there? How are you? Yes, sir. I'm well. How are you? Not too bad. How's the crowd tonight? Is everybody pumped up for tomorrow? Oh, yeah. Everyone's pumped up. We've had a great day. We've been just getting ready, uh, putting everything together for uh, an absolute uh, chaotic day tomorrow. I would imagine. Well, on that note, uh, what are you putting together? What can what can we expect if we're going to take a trip down to the Elm on Colfax and get some, uh, uh, what kind of food are we going to get? What kind of drinks are you doing? What's going to be the overall, uh, you know... Oh. Uh, the overall spiel. atmosphere, we're, we're, we're kind of a neighborhood pub, and uh, 
you know, we're sort of a come as you are place that's uh, specializing in like burgers and sandwiches and things like that. We put together some of the best burgers around. I'll definitely put them up against uh, just about anybody out here. But um, I mean, we, we we got good good cheap beers, good uh, good solid drinks, and uh, and and good food. Just sort of a neighborhood pub. But we do we do feature and specialize in the uh, New England sports. So uh, we definitely draw quite the uh quite the crowd for the uh the Sox and the Celtics and the Bruins and uh most most importantly the Patriots right now so uh, we're we're pretty excited we're putting some cool stuff together. I noticed the little accent you have yes, in there. Yes, is that uh that. is that Redondo Beach, California or what am I hearing in there? <laughs> you know what's funny is I did grow up in the uh on the West Coast in 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 California and in, in the Bay Area actually but uh I spent about 19 years in New Hampshire, and so I grew up watching the Niners win Super Bowls, and the parties were awesome. And then I then I moved to New Hampshire, and uh, the parties were great for the Patriots. So so it's been uh, it was it was hard not to follow suit and start uh, really enjoying uh, uh, some 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 good old Patriots and Tom Brady. Do you guys get into who, who just won the MVP? By the way, I don't know if you guys caught that yet. Oh, I think everybody caught that. Well, you know, he's a total schlep. You know, like he can't throw a ball, right? I mean, come on, no, <laughs> no. Nah. You know, he just he gets real lucky. He gets real yeah. lucky. Yeah. And and you know, Max and I had a conversation the other day before he came on the show tonight, and it was uh, you know, luck only takes you so far. Yeah, and but that's for a sports show. We're not a sports show. Um, but speaking of beers, you said you have some beers down there. Do you guys uh, get into the whole Colorado thing? Do you uh, have Colorado oh, breweries yeah. on? What are some oh, of the yeah. Colorado most, bre- most brewers you, you most use of down there? our lines right now are, are, are Colorado breweries. Um, you know, we're, we're part of the Little Pub Company, which is which has got uh, 23 or 24 locations right now, right around Denver. Um, so we, we order a lot of the same stuff some of our sister pubs order. Um, but we've got, uh, like right now we're, we're pushing some great Colorado native Pilsners. We've got, uh, Tommy knocker, blood orange IPA, some pros brewing companies, Dunkel lager. Uh, we actually just brought this one. This isn't a local brew, but Sam Adams, new England style IPA, which is a, a brand new beer that just came out. That's just flying out of our bar. Um, you know, we've got some new Belgiums and some, uh, yeah, some other things. We got uh, twelve tap lines, and and they're all full, and most of them are Colorado brews. Now, in studio with us, Max is uh, Andrew Moore, the owner of Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. I didn't hear that on your tap list, but you know that's no big deal. I know you're not calling the shots over there, but you bring up Samuel Adams. Mm-hmm. We, you bring up Samuel Adams, and we've had him on the show before. And uh, you know, say what you want about Sam Adams, and I'm gonna, you know, have Andrew weigh in on this. Say what you want about Samuel Adams, but they're making, they make good. No, beer, they make fantastic beer, right? And a lot of times, people want to jump on the bandwagon of their now they're bigger than Kraft, and the the Brewers Association well, yeah, raises you can, the you bar. Can make that argument. Yeah, no, it's yeah. definitely a size issue that people have, and not a quality issue. Well, they're, they're, uh, this New England style IPA is a, is a much smaller brew than some of their bigger ones, like their, their flagships, like the, the Boston Lager and their seasonals and, and some of that. This one's a little bit of a, of a smaller production that they actually ferment the beer in the kegs, like, uh, you know, the old school New England style IPAs do. So they actually put out a pretty darn good product on this one, if you ask me. No, and, and I was asking you because that's my opinion too. A lot of times doing this show and, and w- talking to a lot of people, and it's usually never the brewers, but a lot of people, you know, they want to they wanna do the size thing and say like, well, because you're this big, your beer's right. not good anymore, right? And I'm like, if it tastes good, you know, and you're making good beer, you're making good beer. 
I, I get the, a little bit of the argument, but uh, good beer is good beer. Sure. No, good, good beers. Of, I mean, it, and I think breweries, they, they just they can't they can't keep up with the uh, right. with the supply. They can't keep up with you know the the cost is so much higher for them because they don't buy their sure. ingredients in bulk and everything like that. So it's it's a lot harder. Um, for them to meet the same price points that some of these other guys do. Well, one so, of the most impressive things, I think, is that these these huge brewers are able to make the same beer over and over and over again consistently, consistently well. And that's mm-hmm. just sort of a, a marvel of manufacturing and, and, and science. Sure. Well, I mean, everybody wants consistency. When you buy one thing, you know, one day and then order another one the next day, you want the, you know, you want the product to be the same. Um but uh, no, these guys are doing it pretty well. But there's, I mean, there's a million great, great breweries out here. And the only reason that your your, your guy there is not on draft over here is because maybe he hasn't come to see me. Well, hey, listen, you know that. Uh, was good what are you doing next that. week? Open the door. Open the door. <laughs> yeah. Depends on who wins the Super Bowl. Uh, oh, geez, that, that just sealed it up right there. Go no further. How many kegs do you want, Max? We'll get we'll get them over to you right away. Hey, uh, so, uh, on the phone is Max McNair, general manager of the Elm on Colfax a Sports Bar, catering to New England. What time should people show up tomorrow uh, for the game? To get a good uh, seat, we open our doors at ten. We have uh, we we have more giveaways than I think we can actually give away. Um, I, we we reached out to all of our all of our beer and, and liquor reps, and uh, the ones that we didn't get to came to us. And we have so much cool stuff that we're just giving away, raffling off different stuff pretty much every hour on the hour. Uh, so we've got jerseys, we've got autographed plaques, we've got camping gear, we've got VIP brewery tours with all you can drink after. We've got humongous coolers we've got igloo coolers we've got golf bags we've got a guitar we've got i mean i don't even i don't even know i like i have to get here super early in the morning just to sort it all out and figure out what we have plus they're all going to be here uh you know promoting their brands and uh you know giving away the 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 smaller things the shirts and the hoodies and the the you know the keychains and koozies right right so you mentioned a guitar do you have an oboe uh, by chance, I do not. don't. Um, ah, that's you, all right. If you know anybody, I was I mean, asking. I was that. asking for a friend. I was asking for a friend. <laughs> hey, Max, listen. I appreciate. Uh, we did though. <laughs> yeah, we do. I appreciate your time. If you're looking for uh, a good place to watch the game, especially if you're a New England fan, you need to look up the Elm. It's the ElmDenver.com. They're on five zero zero one East Colfax Avenue. Say hi to Max when you get down there. Max, thanks for your time, brother. Please do. Hey, thank you guys. I appreciate you. Alrighty. Uh, so there it is, you guys. That's uh, almost a show with just a couple minutes left. Uh, you know, final thoughts, Brian. Uh, I, I said it a few times when we we're off the air. These guys that we have in studio tonight, this is, I, you know, and I'm selfish. It's a food-centric more so tonight. We've got our Andrew in here from Intrepid Sojourn Project, which is kept us all very lubricated and happy mm-hmm. um, in here, which is super important. I'm, I've got old joints in there. uh you know, squeaky. His beer keeps them keeps them nice and fresh. But we we've got two chefs in here that are, you know, probably at, at the top of the list for guys that are doing local, doing it right. Then we've got Intrepid Sojourner doing it right and so different than anyone else. Mm-hmm. And and wait, one more plug. Love your farmer. Love your farmer is you know we all should think about loving loving our farmer because the reality is is the guys that are putting the work into the ground, you shake these guys' hands, salt to the earth. You know it right when you touch them. 
And, uh, you know, but back to what these guys are doing, they're doing it right with those local farmers. And this, this week, Valentine, we've got love your farmer. There they you. can, you can get a free dinner with That's these right. guys. You never get a free dinner. All you got to do is go to uh Facebook growers well, organic, I'm, right. You know, or I mean, go to growersorganic.com and you can register there. Yes. Uh, Bingo. I, thank you for the help. Yeah. Hey, my pleasure. Uh, Chris Starkus, urban farmer. Thank you very much for being on the program tonight. Uh, 20 seconds, uh, urban farmer. What, what, what can we expect when we come down and see you? you know, urban farmer, true farmer table. And again, love your farmers. Exactly what we're all about. You know, we're as good as our farmers and that's hands down what we are. Okay, easy enough. Kyle Mendenhall, Arcana in Boulder. Uh, tell us where you're at again what, and, and, and what you're about in 20 seconds. Yeah, 909 Walnut Street in Boulder, Colorado, right across the street from St. Julian Hotel. Uh, live oboe, Friday nights. Live, no. <laughs> okay. Long gone, okay. retired. All right. Thanks, for, it, thanks it, for pushing for an oboe I, for me. It would I mean, be nobody, nice. Nobody just throws nice. those out free. Or actually, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm retired. I'm retired. That's right. Come and, come and visit us at Arcana. That sounds good. And then uh, Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project, Andrew Moore, thanks for sitting in and co-hosting this hour. And, and thank you so much for the delicious beer. Yeah, anytime. All right. One more shout out to Tilford's Wood-Fired Pizza because uh, they fed us. They're making delicious pizza. And if you want to franchise it, uh, you know, talk to our man Steve Burton over there at, uh, <laughs> at Tilford's. So, uh, that's we, TJ, how much time we have left here? Okay. Uh, 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 let me help you with yeah, because there are a couple shout outs that I'd like to give. Yeah. Rocker Spirits was in the house tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, Dustin and his whole crew down in Littleton. Then we've got Linda at the Bindery. I had lunch there today and holy smokes what Linda is doing. We'll see you next week. <laughs>